0: I'm a big fan of taking what's sitting right in front of you, like right in front of your eyes, and using it, everything that you have created, built, known, taught, done in your life, and creating income streams from that. And that is what this episode is all about. Hi, I'm Natalie Sisson, an entrepreneur, best-selling author, speaker, host of this untapped podcast, and a lover of handstands and dogs. I've spent over a decade building successful businesses I love and teaching others to do the same. I wanna help you tap into your unlimited potential and make the income and impact you desire simply by being you. In fact, I'm on a mission to help 1,000 women earn at least $10,000 a month and contribute at least 1% of their revenue to causes that they truly care about so that together we can create a ripple effect in this world. So if that sounds like you and you're on board to learn how to make the mindset shifts you need to have the business success you want and the lifestyle that you desire, then this is the podcast for you. So I thought it was about time we got back to a solo episode with yours truly, Natalie Sisson, because often people have called me over the last 11 years of running multiple blogs, creating tons of content, both written, video, podcasts. And they've always said kind of like, how do you keep creating content? And also, how do you repurpose it into products and offers and courses? And I don't know why I haven't talked about it much before. I've done a video on it. I've definitely blogged about it before, but it's not a mystery and it's not a special skill that I have. I mean, sure, I play to my strengths. I'm very good at creating content. I really enjoy it, but I also really love reusing it. I'm not a big fan of reinventing the wheel every time. And with everything that's going on in business this year, and we have big plans and big grand dreams and visions to really make an impact in more women's lives and grow their businesses and help them make more money. I've had to really step back and look at everything that I am sitting on. And another reason why is because my team is kind of like, Nat, do you have something that exists around this? Have you done a course on this before? Do you have a product on this that we could reuse? So I've been attempting to get them also into the habit of Let's start from scratch and create new stuff all the time, which is fun and exciting, but frankly, can be really exhausting. But instead, use the years of wisdom, goodness, and what exists to freshen it up, make it relevant, make it relevant for right now, and then release it in a format that is going to work really, really well in a style that people are going to learn from and in a way that they just want to devour. So today's podcast is just to give you some insights on how I do that myself how I think through things, and then how you can apply that to yourself. And I am totally ad-libbing on this episode because, one, that's kind of what I do best, and two, I have just a wealth of knowledge in this brain of mine that is better when I speak it out and share it with you and teach it to you. So one of the first things I would suggest you do is a good old-fashioned audit, If you're like me, you've either got Google Drive or Dropbox or Amazon Storage or just a whole lot of files sitting on your laptop, maybe your Evernote, whatever storage system you use. And there is likely a hell of a lot of good stuff in there. So what I often will do is go back and look at what have I downloaded, what courses have I taken, and what exists that I've been sitting on and never, ever gone through. And the reason why I like to do that is one, I need to clear it out. Like if I'm never going to go through it or use it, then declutter but also open it up again and go, was it just because at the time it wasn't relevant to me? And open it up to look at what they did that you like, never ever to steal, but emulating is totally good. So you might look at it and go, oh, this is really cool, I like the way they came in it, but I wouldn't teach it in this way, I'd add this in, I think they missed this topic. So then you can start noting down things that you would change, but align with for maybe a new offer or a new product, right? Right. And then you can look at what you actually already are sitting on of your own. So first of all, look at what you have. Why did you keep it? Why did you buy it in the first place? Why haven't you used it? Where did it fall down? What are its merits? And then look at your own stuff. What didn't you release? What's half done and dusted? What's sitting on a shelf? What needs to be bought back? What is an easy win for you to update, release, re-record a few things and put back out into the world? That aligns with your goals for your career, for your business, you know, and then also get rid of the stuff that was an idea five years ago. (laughs) You've kept hold of it because one day you thought it would work and now you're in a completely different place. You're probably a different person, to be honest, and it's just not going to cut the mustard. So I have some courses from years ago that would probably still sell well, are really relevant, but The style in which I did it or what I've learned since then, I just teach it in a different way. And it's more work to update it than to to start from scratch in this instance. So that's just kind of like a really useful rule of thumb is to kind of do a decluttering, a bit of a Marie Kondo of all your stuff. What sparks joy? Keep that. What doesn't? Delete it. Archive it. Get rid of it for good. It's going to make you feel like a weight Is lifted off your shoulder because sometimes I think we keep stuff just because we feel guilty that we spent money on it and we never did it. But if you're never, ever going to do it, just let go of the burden. Cool. So now you're sitting on, I don't know, a wealth of content, maybe just a few things, but fantastic. Now you get to do what I guess I would call is a ranking system. And super, super simple way of doing this is opening up a spreadsheet or just a piece of paper and checking in with yourself and saying, cool, on a scale of 1 to 5, 1 being not great, 5 being awesome, how easy would it be to update this to be relevant? And maybe it doesn't even need that much updating. So, you know, what is it going to take to update this? Is it a 1? It's going to take a lot of work, or is it a 5? Pretty easy. Then the next column would be how long will this take? So one was the ease of updating or getting it ready for putting out to the world. The second will be the length of time. You know, is this a kind of a do it in a weekend? Is this an hour's worth of work? Is this a good couple of weeks? Is this months? And one would be it's going to take way too long and five would be it's a quick and easy job or it's a, a quick and not quick and dirty but you know it's quick, it's easy, it's a good use of my time. The third would be around pricing. So If you know that something's going to take you maybe half a day, are you going to be able to charge appropriately for this product offer or course that you can turn your existing stuff into? So let's say you've come across really great blog content. Maybe you did a blog series. Maybe you did a video series and you've never actually put it out there. Maybe you ran some really awesome webinars or masterclasses that were free, but are such freaking great content. You should really turn them into like a $49 paid class. So maybe like, you know what, if I took two hours to update this, reformat it and turn it into a paid course that was $49, it's totally worth it if I sell five of these in the first month because I've paid for my time and the editing and whatever. And then from then on, anything else I earn with a good marketing strategy is just cream on top. And if there's something that you've actually been sitting on that was a great idea and it's half finished and it's going to take you maybe a week to get through if you really put your mind to it and schedule in the time, but that's potentially going to be a $1,000 offer, product or service, then yeah, it's probably worth that week, right? Because for each person that you can enroll or onboard for a $1,000, you're just making your money back one times, two times, three times, four times, five times over, So it's just a really easy way to start thinking about that. So column one, as we mentioned, was just the ease of being able to bring it up to readiness. Two is the amount of time. Three is the payoff. And four is honestly the question around, does this align and spark joy? So hopefully you would have already figured out it does spark joy, but does it align with your goals right now? So if you've planned out your year ahead, if you took my plan, your Profitable Freedom Year workshop, you know that you've got your whole year mapped out what you should do. You know what's coming up for the next quarter, the quarter after that. So is this something that is going to derail your plans? Is it something that's going to fit in really nicely? Is it something that is going to complement what you're doing? Or is it a park it and bench it for six months from now, but know that you've got this awesome offer up your sleeve? Because we often underestimate what we can do in a day, but underestimate what we can do in a year. So all I'm saying here is on a scale of one to five, one being meh meh, five being I freaking love it. Where does this fit in with your plans? And is there something that you can bump, move or shift to bring it sooner if it's a five? And if it's a one and you're kind of like, yeah, this would be cool, but I don't have a lot of energy for it now, then great. Keep it, but put it on the list of later in the year or find a time to slot in that gives you spaciousness and time to really put into it when the time is right. So those are the four columns and they really, really work well and you should get a score that is either 4 or 20. And if something is, probably it's not going to be fives all round, but if something's like a 15 and above, even a 14 and above, it's probably worth pursuing and considering. And I actually just think this is, sorry, I kind of just came up with this on the spot, but it's it's methodologies and structures that I've used for myself before, but I think I just said it really clearly. So you're welcome, and I hope it's helpful. And come across to the show notes at nataliesisson.com forward slash 104, or just look for this podcast episode 104, and I will also spell it out there for you. But in fact, I'll go one extra. I'll have a really simple spreadsheet with this weighted matrix. It's called a weighted decision matrix, but I just simplify the heck out of it for you. And I think it'll be fun. And I think you can apply this to anything, actually, not even just offers that you want to have to make more income, but decisions that you want to make in life or around your team or your relationships. Honestly, there's books you want to read. I'm going a little bit off tangent now, but you can apply this weighted decision matrix to any decision that is tough, where you're weighing up a couple of options. And for you creatives. If you're listening, for those of you who have a hard time making decisions or who have too many ideas, this is going to be gold for you so long as you apply it. And then you're disciplined (laughs) about sticking with your decision that you made on which decision you went with. Does that make sense? So let's say you took the one that was 16 out of 20 and you're like, yeah, I'm going to run with it. Great. And then a week later, you come across this again and you're thinking on that other idea and you're like, oh, but I really like this one now. So you do kind of have to stick with your decisions. You ranked them for a reason. And of course, you can change your mind. And yes, you might update it and go, "Mm, I've sat on it for a week and it feels better to go with this thing now. But the point is to get some rigor around all these amazing creative ideas you have in your head and also using what you've already got to make your life easier and to also frankly do justice to all the goodness that you've already put out there. All the experience, time, effort, love, care that you've put into freebies audios, videos, blog posts, articles, interviews that you've done for other people. I'm actually preaching my own advice that I should take now because I have done so many podcast interviews with other people and often when you're being interviewed by somebody else it's way better than when you're just talking like I am right now because they will ask great questions that elicit great insights from you. You give some of your best freaking answers in that moment of truth and you can download that audio or that interview, you can have it transcribed, and you can pull from it and create a really great paid resource. A really great paid resource. It could be a guide, a book, a template. You could also take that and and actually go back to the interview and go, you know what, I'm going to take my answers and I'm going to share it as an audio series that people can pay for or opt into. I'm also going to maybe make a video series out of it. So there's always. So many options for you. And obviously, my particular love is how do you get paid to be you? So I'm not asking you to find all this goodness and these gold nuggets and make these weighted decisions and and then give it all away for free. I'm asking you to package it into probably the two most viable things to make you immediate income and give you longevity for that income as well would be a digital product or an online course. I rabbit on about this for good reason because you can make a heck of a lot of money from them, because they are incredibly valuable for the people that will be receiving the value that you've put into it and the learnings and the results and the transformations that they'll get. And once you've created them, it's not like you sit and forget, but in some ways you really can just make money while you sleep, while these products and courses that you have created are now out, being marketed, have a sales funnel in place, have a system behind them so that people can keep finding them, buying them when they need them most, and giving you money in return for all the amazing stuff that you are teaching these wonderful people. In my mind, that's smart business. That is effective use of your knowledge, your gifts, and your time. It's you earning money for things that you do really well, your superpowers, your talents, and those gifts that only you have. And it's actually super rewarding because... The better you get at it, the better you get at packaging your knowledge and skills into products and services and courses that pay you to be you, the more you can create and the extra value you can start putting out. You have more money to hire people to help you make it even better, to make the quality even better, to have additional resources, to maybe bring people in to collaborate with, to share some of that goodness with affiliates and venture partners who might want to share the good news about your offer, and make some money from it too. So it kind of creates this ripple effect, which is what I'm all about, as you know, that other people can benefit from your work too. So quit being selfish, sitting on all these amazing gold mines that you are, and start turning them into profitable online offers, products, and courses. I could just say offers, because an offer is anything where you offer something in return to get paid for it. Obviously, it has to be valuable, it has to have a benefit for the person, but typically the ones I'm talking about here are a digital product like an ebook, a a masterclass, a paid webinar, a video series, a mini training or an online course, which can be, again, a super short mini online course with a couple of lessons through to the big shebang where you run it live and you have coaching and community to go along with it. And I talk about this in launch your damn course. I go over the three types of courses that you can create because different people go for different things, right? Some people like short, sweet, simple, minimum viable product. Other people like the big shebang. They want to put their all behind something and create a signature course that is amazing, 12 weeks long, six months long, and you know a lot more work to create, but you can charge a lot more for, and it has even bigger transformations, each to their own. I'm part of a group where there's been a few discussions recently about, and this is super relevant to what I'm talking about here as well, a meme that's been going around about a $500 client versus a $5,000 client, and that why would you have a $500 client when $5,000 clients are often less work, they're there and willing to invest, they complain less, they take action more because they've invested more, and genuinely it's a much better thing. And a bunch of people were agreeing with this wholeheartedly in the group. And I remember seeing it and going, you know, it's a really, really valid point. If I look back on it, some of my best clients have been ones who have paid, you know, really high ticket value for things that I have put my all into. And some of the clients that have been less fun to deal with have like invested in something that's 20 bucks or 50 bucks. But on the whole, I find almost all my clients and customers pretty awesome people. There is a lot to be said for The more somebody can afford or invest in themselves, the more likely they are to like do a really good job with it. But then there was one lady who just kind of said, this is really weighing on me quite heavily because I disagree with it. She's like, I've built my business on products that are $99 and I have thousands of clients and I'm super comfortable with the value that I provide. These courses, these offers are great and I have a thriving business and none of them are hard work. Well, there's very few of them who are. They all really value it. And I don't feel the need to charge $5,000. I haven't set my business up to charge that. That's what she was saying. And it just sparked another really great conversation with people who also were uncomfortable with that whole have a $5,000 client versus a $500 client. So why I'm bringing it up here is when it comes to creating your products and especially online courses, it's something you really, really need to consider. What is the value of the client to you? How much, I guess, transformation and change and amazing results are you going to get them and how much is that worth to them as well as what feels good to you to charge so many of us undercharge, especially women but also there is a point at which I think people can take the piss and charge whatever they feel like because they're amping up their value and they're going for whatever they can and they want a million dollar business and that's how they're going to do it And I sometimes think with people like that, it's kind of like, hang on a minute, is this really worth five or $10,000? Is there a way you could make this just more accessible to more people who would truly value this, but this is a big stretch for them? Anyway, that's actually a decision that you get to make as somebody with a business or somebody putting out offers is where do you want to sit on that value spectrum? How much value do you want to provide? How much do you want to charge? And what's going to make you financially happy, independent, and free, and is also going to provide a ton of benefit to them, not make them financially strapped, but get them the results that they need. So I think it's always this fine line that you need to decide on yourself. Where's your ethical line? What feels good to you? Never, ever, ever undercharge. Never sell yourself short. So you should probably be charging more than you are. But also, if it feels really uncomfortable for you to charge something ridiculous, and somebody is advising you to do that, a coach, a mentor, a friend, or they're really pushing you to do it, feel free to stand your ground and say, here's why I'm totally comfortable with the price that I've set. So that was my little pep talk just in case anybody is doing that for you. But coming back to the gold mine that you're sitting on, one thing I am adamant about is please stop giving everything away for free. I've talked about this in a previous podcast and video. And look at what you currently have. Do that audit. Do the, let's call it the gold audit, digging for gold. Look through all those files, your folders, bring back things from the past, declutter them if you don't need them anymore, resurrect them if they are genius ideas just waiting to be released to the world and make 2021 the year in which you don't start everything from scratch, but you create from the foundation that you already have. That's my wish for you. However, I will say, if you want to learn how to launch an online course from scratch, because maybe you're not sitting on a wealth of gold, maybe you've given away all your content, maybe it's time for you to create something new, maybe you've changed career or industry and you're like, actually Nat, I do need to create new things, then I am personally inviting you to my five-day free challenge called launch your online course from scratch over five days I'm going to share with you exactly how to do that. Starting with how to find your killer course idea. Day two, how to validate your idea so you know people actually want to buy it. Day three, how to build a buzz around your launch so that people are excited about what you are going to release. Day four, how to figure out your pricing because we've talked about it a little bit here already, but this is the number one question that I get from so many people. How the heck do you price your course? How do you put a price on your self-worth and your knowledge and skills and time and what it's worth to them. And day five is going to be my four-step methodology to pre-sell your course like a boss. So again, it is free. Yes, maybe I should have put a price on it. I'll probably do that next time. In fact, I do have a paid challenge coming up in April. But for now, I really wanted this one to be accessible and fun and doable. And in five days of that challenge, You're going to take so much action and come away with the awesome foundations for your first or maybe fifth or 10th online course that's actually going to be profitable because you'll be using my methodology and my teaching style. So if that sounds awesome to you, head across to nataliesisson.com forward slash challenge. Share it with your friends, sign up. It's happening on the 7th of February for five days. If you listen to this podcast after that date, please still go there because we're going to keep it open for probably a week or so after that. So you can still go through the learnings and get a ton out of it. And then we'll figure out if we make it evergreen or what we do with it, because it's going to be amazing content. So I would obviously like to repurpose it into something awesome that people can still access. NatalieSisson.com forward slash challenge. I really hope that this candid kind of, I don't know, monologue from me to you has been helpful today for you to consider what you are sitting on what you already have, the great foundations that you've probably been building for years but haven't really paid attention to or valued enough and how you're going to maximize them this year. Go for it, tap into your potential, get paid to be you and have an amazing week my friend.